interned with Honda. You worked as a consultant with Doro Design. Yes. In India, you've been at Artem for I think more than three and a half years, and yeah. now at Dispatch. So quite a journey you've had, and I'm really excited for this conversation. So, hi Navneet. Uh welcome back to Detox the Design Podcast and today we are going to discuss about Navneet's journey into transportation design. <clears throat> to give yes. a small yeah, a very exciting <laughs> thing to talk about, I know, because uh, I mean every time somebody asks me about my journey, uh, I think I share it with the exact enthusiasm which I mean with which I shared for the first time. Right. So, <laughs> I think we are very passionate about uh, the field of design. Right. We really want to tell our story. And, uh, I think part of the reason why I ask about ask everybody, every person comes on the podcast about their journey into design is because a lot of people relate to that. And in India, uh, unfortunately, there are still. Uh, people who uh, do not understand or uh, have not had the exposure uh, that design can be taken seriously as a career right. option right so these kind of stories do help them understand even if it is parents big brothers big sisters uncles aunties anybody right even uh, students there are a lot uh, there's a lot of self doubt uh, mm-hmm. is it the right thing am i capable of doing this you know uh, so would i be able to convert this into a profession so right. yeah so these are the reasons why i want to discuss your story also because uh, you went on to become a good transportation designer and much more than that so we will go into that uh, in the later part of the discussion but let's start with your journey so how did all all of this begin right so <laughs> i think that's um Yeah I think I think it's a very sort of similar story to a lot of transportation designers out there across the globe I don't know how it works but <laughs> it's like it's like you're born with it right yeah. uh you you're born with this urge to not pay attention in class and sit and draw cars in the back of all your textbooks and notebooks yeah. and whatever the hell else I have been um very fortunate uh with Uh, teachers supporting me <laughs> along the way. Uh, my my teachers who never really you know like uh, scolded me for uh, drawing in class or whatever. Like they they knew right from then that I was that thing. You were lucky, man. You were lucky. I was thrown out of the class actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think I think I definitely got lucky. Uh, no, because I I did also end up going to like uh, one of these prep schools, right? So I went okay. to Diksha. Okay. And uh, even there, like I don't know what what it was, but like the <laughs> professors over there also, uh, they were kind of supportive throughout the way. And at and at like one point, I think it got to the point where mm-hmm. I was so clear about like what I wanted to do mm-hmm. that I think it was uh, much um, easier for me to sort of convince mm-hmm. uh, others around me. He, you know, like I am, uh, I am completely aware of. How badly I'm fucking up right now, <laughs> <laughs> according to them. But right. uh, clearly, like, yeah. 
um now with my parents it took a lot more convincing uh yeah. in terms of this but uh, with with everybody else it, it was in a way like easier i guess yeah. um i used to sort of sit in the first bench like all the time uh, i never never was sort of like a, a, a guy who studies too much i've always been sort of a very uh, average student uh but this bench I don't know. I've never really related to uh, being being on the last bench too much. But I I used to be on the first bench and still draw cards. So that's a different wow. story. Yeah, this <laughs> is completely on that whole thing. And and sort of I, I guess uh, teachers appreciated that. Uh, at least right. not on the back bench, right? Um, so yeah, that uh, I found myself over there and sort of this started off maybe when I was in like fifth grade. That's when this actually started. Oh. and uh, yeah, my my cousin sister she still has a few of those drawings from back then uh and and my god man the kind of stuff uh, <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, it it was just a continuation of that journey honestly like after 12th uh, immediately sort of i knew i wanted to get into yard mm. i i think i'd spoken to a few different people from yard and mm. also i think uh, it was what look channel bobe and his blogs uh right so that sort of pointed me in that sort of direction and i think that was a uh, quite quite the journey um in in terms of uh, getting the visa and all of that mm-hmm. stuff um mm-hmm. organizing the funds which is another very big thing coming yeah. from a, a very strictly middle class background yeah. and um, sort of taking out a education loan to go do something like transportation design yeah um Honestly speaking if I knew what transportation design actually was and how difficult it would be to get a job I probably would not have done it. <laughs> no but I think that sort of naivety uh helped me right? right and and uh no I just sort of yeah at at the age of 17 I found myself in Italy which was uh overwhelming crazy thing yeah. Yeah. did not know how to cook and yeah, by by the end of it i think uh, by the time i got back home after final year i think i was like 45 kgs which <laughs> my, my parents lost their shit man <laughs> oh i remember i remember uh, yeah so yeah when you back back in the year i remember you know yeah exactly very so, like uh, blown away uh, by the wind <laughs> <laughs> right right No I think um uh, it's it's just you know like sitting and just working all the time and yeah. like, really not uh, uh giving yourself enough let's hmm. say care and, yeah that's true uh I mean transportation does that to you so before we go into that uh, I want to ask about how you convinced your parents for right. you know, going to yeah then you know stepping out as a 17 year old and going to a different country altogether right or a course like which is yeah. transportation design right i think a majority of it um, mm. has to do with the perception being perceived as someone who's responsible right mm. at the age of 17 it's really hard for people to be seen as yeah. responsible yeah but i think in this particular case uh one of the reasons was um i had taken initiative to sort of not just decide on the college but also like apply for the college myself 
mm-hmm. and also apply for the scholarship and i did end up um, getting that scholarship right mm-hmm. and i think it was after that that uh, and and the whole visa process so like for 6 months almost every day i had to go to the visa office for some document or the other mm-hmm. and uh, that whole thing i i mean i used to literally catch a uh, what do you call a public bus and go there like every mm-hmm. single day and at the age of 17 right so yeah. i think my parents sort of started seeing that you know it's like okay this guy is not going to give up we should just let him go <laughs> <laughs> i think i think that that was it yeah right so uh, shows your passion man i mean uh, uh, i was crazy passionate about it at that at that point yeah So how was uh, moving to Italy? Uh... Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> moving to Italy, I think it was super fun because of uh, uh, like a few of the other Indian guys who sort of came with us as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Varun and Shubham, shout out yeah. to you guys! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I lived with these guys for a while and. Uh, Uh, that was super fun because there weren't that many Indians at that time. Yeah. At Yad, and this was the first year of the English courses at okay. um, at Yad, so it was it was super fun. And honestly, like uh, the Italians were like super nice people, right? Like right from the get go. Never really experienced uh, any sort of you know like uh, unjust mm-hmm. uh, injustice or like racism or whatever. Mm-hmm. But never experienced any of that. and uh, it, it was just super super nice uh, the whole whole experience uh, traveling abroad uh, i mean so far abroad alone was yeah little bit nerve wracking but i think it was overall really really fun experience crazy so uh, how was uh, the teaching experience uh, which would have been completely different from your 12th Oh yeah, right. So it's oh, a complete yeah. change. <laughs> I think I think the entirety of first year mm-hmm. was um, the entirety of first year at Yad was sort of um, unlearning, mm-hmm. unlearning every single thing that you've been taught for the past twelve years. Yeah, unlearning. Um, rot learning right so <laughs> in india that's that is still a very very big thing yeah that you 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 learn things for the sake of learning and you just puke it during the exam yes right yes. uh so all of first year i think was just unlearning that and uh, understanding that um it works differently hmm. in uh, i mean not just in ethy but in design in general like hmm. you have to learn by doing you can't mm. learn by sitting and reading textbooks right right mm. although in hindsight that that might not be true because most of my learning actually came from tutorials <laughs> 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 right so i'm 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 really not sure about that in hindsight yeah that doesn't make much sense but but no i think um, uh, yeah unlearning a lot of things and uh, taking things a different way taking a more practical approach Hmm. I think that was something that was a culture shock for the best part. Hmm. Interesting. So um, your design education was uh, four years at Yad. It was three years, man. Sorry, yeah, three years. Yeah, three years uh, for the bachelor's. Yeah, yeah, three years for the bachelor's. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what did Yad offer you? Like first year, you said was unlearning. Uh, what was second right. year? What was third year like? Right. Um, so, 
Iyad was one hell of a journey. Yeah. I think um, a, a lot of it had to do with, um, and and this was something that I do really appreciate about Iyad mm. was there wasn't much sort of teaching involved, mm. like in the traditional sense of the word, right? Mm. So you get a brief thrown at you, and how you answer that is up to you. Yeah. Right. And this opens up a lot of scope for you to uh, do things in a very different way. Yeah. Because even though at that time, and I should have known that people expect me to do things a certain way, I think um, it was because um, I was so young and like really naive that I, I ended up like. Um, trying out so many different things in terms of software, in terms of techniques, all this kind of stuff. Uh, mostly software, though. I think that that's one thing that sort of really, really did um, uh, like catch on to me. I guess I don't know. Maybe because it was quite um, like different, and nobody else was doing it at that time. Mm. Um, it, it was something that I had a lot of fun with. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Now uh, talking about the. Uh, design approach so, like uh, uh, there is a moment in every designer's life which sort of defines how you start thinking or how you start approaching a design brief right right so right. let's talk something about that the mindset of a designer like mindset of navneet how did it evolve and what right. was the moment right 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 now so um until the young designer award hmm. right until the young designer award happened hmm. it was always sort of answering a brief at surface level okay right so it was either like architecture inspired animal inspired like very superficial hmm. right there was never depth behind answering briefs right okay but when this happened this whole um uh, raw beauty topic yeah that that uh, the young designer award uh, brought Hmm. um what was very different was it was such an abstract brief that it made me really think uh really hard about what exactly this means hmm. right and that's when i realized that not always is the answer to a complex brief complex hmm. right so in my particular case um it was symmetry hmm. right it was one single topic that was what is raw beauty it is symmetry right in nature it, it is symmetry right uh, it's it's just human perception and psychology at that mm. point how do you answer that as a tangible object yeah right i and i think it was at that point it clicked ki design answering a design brief is not at all sort of straightforward there are no rules to it right that's the best part about it there are no rules to it like it's it's up to you and how much you sort of open your your mind up to answering a certain brief um uh, that sort of makes all the difference and that's what gives you freedom to explore mm. yeah that uh, makes a lot of sense and uh, uh like uh I, like i've told you before also like when i saw that project symmetry it was something uh, i think i just moved to italy a few months ago Uh, right. I met you there, and uh, right. then I saw that project, and very new to transportation design. I was uh, coming from an engineering background, right. and when I saw that, I first saw that it was just a symmetrical vehicle. Right. That was the first thing I saw. 
I said, okay, what's so special about this? Right. Right. Then I sort of understood the concept. Uh, I think I also had a discussion with you about this uh, in the common area. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You remember yeah. that conversation? Yeah. 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 We sat down for a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you were horrified by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was the beginning days, so I was a little shaken. Yes. Yeah. 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 But yeah, uh, so uh, sort of put uh, a few things into perspective for me that project, and uh, gave me a different point of view. Uh, you know, so uh, something. So because I was uh, like a sponge, you know, I I was there, like I was trying to absorb anything and everything that I can learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That time, so I was talking to Varun, talking to you, talking to. Uh, other people from your class i think it was uh, damiano uh, was it damiano or was uh, junior i think it was junior yeah i think i was talking to him also. he was always there in the common area right so i was talking to him and a few other people i was always you know uh, trying to understand what the others are doing and how they are doing etc etc so uh, it was a very good conversation that we had that day and uh, right. sort of set uh, a few things into perspective and mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> then uh, we came to your uh, uh, the after what happened uh, after the bmw young design award uh, i think it was your thesis the next uh, that i spoke to you was about thesis mm-hmm. uh, uh, so this happened in 2017 right 17 17 yeah yeah 17 so 17 january you received the award yeah right Uh, yeah. Then seventeen uh, May you had the thesis presentation. I went like uh, I think you were preparing the boards when I uh, came into that room. Probably. Yeah. Right. I. I rem- Probably. I remember. Right. He should. Kelly said like yeah we could present now. So it was cool. Uh, even that project with uh, Range Rover, right? Yeah, that was the group project with Range Rover. Yeah. And there was another individual project that I had done with Infinity. Yes. 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 Totally. So, uh, let's talk about uh, how the thesis works, uh, like uh, just for the yeah. audience to know and understand uh, right. the listeners. So, how does the uh, thesis? Uh, mm-hmm. how, how does it begin? Uh, people come to the industry. Yes. Uh, the conversations, the feedback. How does that happen? Right. So, I think it's a very different story for anyone that you would ask, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not exactly. um a straightforward process because you need this is the first sort of experience in a designer's life of actually going out there and looking for something mm-hmm. yeah or having an opportunity presented to you right yeah. so this is where all the networking that you do sort of comes into play mm-hmm. right and you end up finding a a thesis project so this yeah. is knocking on so many different doors until you find something that's interesting and worth while to and uh, at this point uh, in my life like i'm i'm i was like okay like next step is car designer i'm car designer banenge <laughs> right so yeah. we uh, we got started off uh, no I, i mean like the range rover project like came to us um, from from range rover it it was to everybody right everybody had to answer it in a different way mm. but essentially it was six different projects i think um and but the infinity one was sort of something that uh, we had to go and look for and i think this was through masato mm. that it had come but essentially we got a design brief um mm. 
and we were tasked with a relatively serious project the likes of which we really hadn't done before at that uh, at that point mm-hmm. uh, and we sort of stuck to uh, uh, a very tried and tested approach uh, in 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 sort of hindsight um, i wish i hadn't uh, i i wish i had sort of taken my own approach towards the entire thing mm-hmm. and sort of done it my way uh, i think i'd have come up with something a little bit more uh, interesting let's say um but but that pro- that process did teach me a lot so every single project along the way that i've done has taught me something or the other at least you need to learn something or the other from every single project that you do otherwise it's mm. a waste of time mm. right so with this particular one i think it was 3d modeling and making a video and all of that i remember like uh, uh, signing into the computer lab and like setting like 10 frames on every computer and just like leaving it for like an hour or two and then coming back like to one <laughs> frame right and uh, i mean now like with the computer that i have like i can render out a 3 second clip in <laughs> i don't know like 2 hours or something but at that time like computers were slow fast computers were really slow right? yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah so I, i remember like doing all of these things and learning all of these things and it was really fun so i i tried out a few things with augmented reality but mm-hmm. i never really ended up putting it through um now now in uh, hindsight i really wish sort of i had uh, done all these things yeah mm-hmm. right so how is uh, interacting with the uh, you know people from range rover uh, the kind of feedback that they would give you for you know uh, right your I design think, how was that right i think uh, this was sort of one of the first experiences mm-hmm. that we had with uh, a company that sort of brings um, a sort of a vision driven approach right they have a very sort of fixed uh, rules uh, fixed philosophies of what a range rover needs to be right and it's important that we respect these things so this was um, i think uh, one of those points where i started you know like thinking okay why does it have to be um obviously i mean now it makes sense but mm. at that point like being the rebellious uh, designer yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like why does it have to be this way why yeah. can't range rovers have doors that go like upwards yeah like, <laughs> uh, no no but yeah. but but seriously like uh, that that, that uh, it, it was interesting the whole approach because they had uh, different insights mm. that uh, than uh, what we were used to hearing mm. and it's always uh, always very interesting to get other perspectives so that that was uh, quite quite beneficial hmm. cool so i think what you just mentioned uh, every designer goes through that phase when uh, you don't want to listen to or you kind of think that nahi yaar aise bhi to sakta hai right yeah exactly <laughs> that kind of phase everybody goes through i've been there <laughs> myself yeah 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 <laughs> like, exactly. uh, yeah uh, and and that exactly happens i think mere's bhi thesis ke time pe hi hua tha that kind of so right. yeah i totally understand and uh, but then looking back you understand that uh, it was for a reason and uh, the experience till now has taught us a lot of things right to understand the gravity of it yeah so uh, after you uh, graduated yeah honda i i did go to honda for as an intern yeah so how was uh, 
first thing moving to japan yes yeah moving to tokyo, <laughs> <laughs> moving to tokyo that was yeah. Uh, yeah like like really i mean that that was always sort of a, a, a dream i guess like and this was sort of a dream that uh, sort of came from italy like as a child like my my dream was to go become a designer in italy mm-hmm. right but when i was in italy i think it was masato Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but maybe. Also, uh, also. <laughs> oh no! Uh, yeah, I hope Masato doesn't hear this. <laughs> no, but um, uh, the uh, uh, I, I really wanted to sort of go experience um, uh, Japan and Tokyo mm. and sort of uh, explore that side of the world. Mm. And um, I thought that yeah, I'd be sort of. Uh, same thing but not so same like i'll be there like okay it won't be too uncomfortable hmm. and um, then it, it it i i sort of ended up over there uh, hmm. which was in and itself a very interesting sort of process uh with the visa and everything um hmm. but once i got there um it was very very different to anything that i was expecting hmm. right in terms of getting that oem uh, approach towards design okay. and sort of realizing ki uh, the freedoms that you have in design school you are not going to have in at oem studio right mm-hmm. there are certain processes that are followed mm-hmm. and you are sort of expected to sort of fit into those processes right mm-hmm. so that is when um, i mean for me personally that was like a whole um challenge mm. right uh where it it was sort of very confusing uh as a period where okay like this is what i want to do this is the sort of designer that i have chosen to become mm. but what i'm expected of is a very sort of like ha pehle sketch karo like mm. sketch as much as possible then like convert it into clay and like there's no 3d involved okay in this entire process right and the kind of learning the kind of uh, professional development that i have had uh, during this whole process of uh, design school was exploring as many 3d technologies as possible right yeah. like um, be it parametric design be it yeah. augmented reality be it, yeah. be it whatever and suddenly being put into an environment where that isn't a part of the process yeah. uh, that takes away the edge that you had mm i get what you're saying Mm, right yeah. yeah and uh that was very upsetting mm. like that whole process was very upsetting yeah and um even there the kind of brief that i was trying to answer was again sort of similar like uh really uh trying to um answer a certain brief that i sort of made for myself even though the brief that they had given was not exactly that i sort of built a story around it Mm. right i was trying to sort of fit myself into like what i want to be um but i think um that's when i sort of realized ki okay maybe this whole automotive scene is not exactly for me <laughs> right mm. but then you can imagine the sort of confusion going yeah. from doing something all the way from 5th grade totally to yeah. the time that you're 20 years old totally right and 2021 years old and suddenly realizing that what you always wanted to do mm. isn't exactly what you think it is yeah right 
and that really throws you off yes 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 that really really throws you off right yeah. so that's when i sort of like found myself mm. back in india mm. after the internship yeah um and i think it was at this point uh, like you know when you uh, truly lose sense of who you really are mm. no matter what story you try to tell from your portfolio yeah the true sense of it is going to show through yeah yeah right and yeah. in my particular case i don't think that fit with automotive at all mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so at that point um, it was just dealing with that sort of confusion and sort of still applying everywhere mm-hmm. like i applied to i don't know 100 different places across the globe yeah. uh, in india abroad everywhere and yeah. uh, i was uh, like not even getting rejection emails at mm-hmm. one point i thought my my email is okay no like <laughs> 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 no but it really did get to that point yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, but but then like there were like a few rejection emails here and there yeah and that that sort of um, yeah it it was very very difficult at, at that point so we talk about the mindset here you did say yeah. that like you did touch upon the points about uh, you know discovering or rediscovering yourself let's say uh, yeah uh, about what you want to do and how to deal with that uh, confusion and yeah. then rejections uh, because it is very common for a transportation designer to get rejected yeah. at let's say at least 50 60 places they do get rejected until they find a job unless you're to like totally uh, fortunate enough to land a land an internship right after uh, or uh, your internship getting converted into a, a full time thing exactly so that happens very rarely because even really good designers do take up multiple internships yeah because it's it's not just your work right at yeah. that point yeah. because yeah. it's also your passport in a way yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah. In, yeah. in terms of getting job permits yeah. in terms of getting exactly. all of this stuff happened to me def- also <laughs> yeah yeah plus yeah. i mean everybody, i think it's happened yeah. to everybody. almost all designers yeah. who work from from india right yeah 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 um that's always a challenge so you have to be extremely fortunate uh, to sort of land something uh, land an opportunity yeah but it's also a matter of perspective right so a lot of designers what they do mm. uh, and like this i know now um, because hindsight is 2020 now yeah. uh, that you should take the first opportunity that you get mm. right in uh, especially when you find yourself in that situation when you are abroad Hmm yeah right yeah uh, what what we tend to do is if we don't get an OEM job mm. right we don't yeah. take anything else we keep yeah. trying for the same thing that um is i think the wrong approach towards it right mm. uh, in terms of that, that's when you start like giving up on it like uh, instead of doing something yeah in hindsight like i i, I should have sort of taken up something or the other uh, in italy i'm pretty sure i could have found something Mm-hmm. Uh, at least at like a smaller studio or something like that but yeah, obviously yeah. i i didn't do that um and for example in in, in the case of varun right like you know, yeah, yeah yeah um and Var- varun is still working in it yeah yeah he's still he's there no <laughs> right he's still he's still there right like he he chose to work with a certain studio and like he's been there and he's happy right so yeah um that 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 sort of uh, thing like where i wanted to like work for an oem and that's when i like when honda came by i was like oh my god this is it like go mm-hmm. and um yeah that that sort of i think not the right right sort of approach mm-hmm. all right so now um i'm here to have a discussion with varun though 
yeah. <laughs> I, will, I, will I am sure that conversation is going to be much more entertaining than this. <laughs> Knowing Varun, I know. Yeah, it's yeah. Going to be a lot of uh, fun talking to Varun right. about the like the journey and everything. But yeah, yeah uh, so you moved to India, right? And uh, applied at so many places, rejections, nuances, and all of that. So. after uh, realizing that this is not what's going to work right at some point you would have realized ki nahi yaar aise to nahi chalega i should do something about this right um so i think that was the starting point of navnik becoming more than just transportation designer mm-hmm. right yeah i think at that point um it was more than just a career thing right it it was more about um, you know like Uh, making a living uh, in, yeah. in a sense right like you you've taken out a massive loan yeah. uh, to go and study like you need to repay it now yeah so it's it's essentially being like pushed off a cliff right mm. so either you learn how to fly or you fall and die yeah uh, or or in uh, like a lot of cases you do fall and die multiple times <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it's happened to a lot of people yeah. so it's it's about just keep getting up and keep trying right Yeah. Uh no so I, I ended up back in India and um uh by whatever saving grace I I called up um uh, Dario Dario Olivero from the Rolls Royce and uh, he was a professor like he was our professor for our portfolio uh classes mm-hmm. and uh, he always sort of like really liked my work and um, he sort of suggested that okay India is now starting to become a, a mature market mm-hmm. right so we should explore the possibility of offering design services in india mm-hmm. that's when we got started with the whole uh doro design india association that we've had right. um and uh, yeah we we tried a bunch of stuff we worked on it for a couple of years mm-hmm. um and i think that 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 was sort of a very very different learning experience mm-hmm. right because uh here i was um finding myself at um, a co-working space right like working alongside like so many so many different people from so many different professions mm-hmm. and sort of it was very interesting getting everybody sort of uh, approach towards different things yeah and uh, also quite importantly like uh, how, how do i put it like doing business development yeah right speaking yeah. to clients speaking to customers pitching ideas mm-hmm. and uh, i think that's a very very important thing for a designer to learn to tell mm-hmm. stories right and in this particular case i think that's something that i had to learn along the way mm. to sort of make things um, happen and um, uh, i think um, in 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 certain ways i think that was uh, sort of one of the most important things that happened to me as a designer mm-hmm. mm-hmm. because uh, really uh, that that's when i started getting to do more than design Mm. to get getting to more than transportation design yeah right and it was along this way that i was still doing sort of freelance projects um, along with you know rajat and etc etc and yeah it's still relevant i think i visited you in bangalore you did you did you did visit yeah. uh, you did visit we work we work yes yeah. we work in hapal yeah, yeah. yeah. that was super fun yeah so yeah, yeah. i remember having this conversation with you then that yeah about clients and everything so uh give me one uh one thing that you learned 
during that phase mm-hmm. uh, which helped you to communicate better with clients um i don't know if i can break it down into one thing like because okay. it's a whole uh, mindset change okay right so because till now all the design stories that you have been saying like you have been telling people yeah are two designers hmm. right so designers uh, have a like i was saying a different lexicon hmm. of um, words and other people like other professionals Hmm. don't always understand hmm. right yeah. so that is when uh, you sort of start realizing that there are people who do really cool stuff hmm. that have nothing to do with design right yeah. Yeah. who would uh, sort of enjoy uh, these stories if they were told a little bit differently hmm. right and i think that sort of uh, very very uh, important uh, for a designer to learn um that storytelling man like that, i think that's the key thing but it's very difficult to put it down into objective points mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah understand cool so uh now uh you are working in india uh in the design domain so you had italian design education yeah so how is the experience like with a degree or with an education from mm-hmm. europe uh italy right. working in a market like india right very 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 different sort of dynamics let's mm-hmm. say in terms of how people perceive design and how much importance people give towards design yeah uh, in india um you'll be surprised that it's not that indians don't appreciate design that's not true right mm-hmm. when you have the right kind of um like a uh, design well, for for example with our scooter right the reception that we got was insane like mm. from across all domains mm. we've had people sort of come and sort of say that okay this is amazing the design yeah. is great yeah right um uh, i think that's uh not the thing the the thing is again uh building value to design mm. right that is not something that is immediately apparent to a lot of people mm. right and i think a lot of that has to do with sort of our uh, education system and sort of what importance we place towards different professions in life yeah which isn't exactly always rational hmm. right so right. i think that's that's one very very key um aspect hmm. of uh, working working in india again i think it boils down to uh, convincing people of what you're trying to do hmm. in a very holistic way hmm. right so you, again it boils down to empathy right yeah. you need to understand what the other per- person actually wants for you to be able to sell what you have hmm. to show what value that you are bringing to the table you need to understand what exactly their pain points are yeah 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 so hmm. i think that that is the trick to uh, uh doing design in india hmm. right because you need to have or you need to be open to many different perspectives i hear a lot of designers Mm-hmm. who are always uh, complaining in a way ki in, in india you don't uh, you don't get to do this you don't get yeah. that yeah. but yeah it's it's not completely true yeah i agree with that right because uh, for example like the at, at dispatch for instance right uh, we don't follow the typical design process mm-hmm. not not in the slightest mm-hmm. right 
but we do design in a very different way that yeah. that, that i mean indians in a way do get they do appreciate yeah, yeah. right True. so objectively that's the case according to me it's uh, it boils down to empathy i think hmm. very well put um i think uh, it's very logical also the way you put it uh, for indians to accept design or yeah. uh, i mean there has been a lot of change how design is perceived in india yeah it has evolved it is growing uh, and a lot of people are a lot of companies are looking for designers mm-hmm. uh, even it's ux designers or ui ux designers or uh, research part of it i've known a few companies or startups who have started looking for ux because they want to do like understand the situation and the customers and do well mm-hmm. so which is good which is good uh, so yeah you're right in saying that you know uh, empathy uh, is the key empathy is the key Yeah. yeah yeah that's it's really cool yeah. uh true and now uh when you have uh uh you know transformed from a transportation designer uh, according to what's your uh what are your thoughts about transportation design in india right and, uh the current situation right right so what are your thoughts about that so a uh, few things right um and and this is purely basis uh, what i have seen and mm-hmm. with like the different portfolios that i sort of perceive um and what i have seen uh, mm-hmm. that see designers in india mm-hmm. uh and this is definitely not like all designers for sure yeah um, but but overwhelmingly so is uh building the right visual vocabulary yeah. right to express your ideas in ways that are perceived as pretty nice cool yeah. stuff right because uh a lot of designers like i say do uh do it uh, do things for themselves yeah. right and it's very important for example like we had <clears throat> the privilege of going to italy and studying and sort of building our um uh, like visual vocabulary in yeah. terms of being being exposed to, to like gorgeous cars yeah. um and gorgeous pieces of art the the city itself being so beautiful yeah. um and and that sort of does affect the way that you yes. design yes yes it it does for it sure does. it does it does and i think it's very important again very holistically that you um observe a lot more mm. you see beauty in different things mm. and you understand culture right because uh, the kind of experience that we got in italy was due to culture yeah yeah right that sort of but but you don't immediately realize it that's not mm. something that we actively say ki ha this is the thing like this is why it is mm. so yeah but when you break it down it comes down to that Hmm. right and in india what what i sort of see happening with a lot of designers is that they're so into uh the car design aspect of it hmm. that they don't look outside that hmm. right uh, anything beyond yeah. that even if they do look beyond that it's usually limited to pinterest hmm. 
right and when yeah. you take a look at the mood boards that yeah. uh, some of these guys are putting together yeah. it's sort of immediately apparent the sort of visual language that yeah. there's a mismatch yeah right yeah. it yeah. it's it's really like taking different ideas seeing different things that are cool mm-hmm. and putting it into one sort of mood board and mm-hmm. putting that into a blender yeah and coming out with something yeah right which uh in my opinion uh can work very rarely mm-hmm. right because when when you're uh, sort of uh like i said answering a brief mm-hmm. you need to answer a lot of questions mm-hmm. like it's your responsibility to ask questions and it's your responsibility to answer those questions it's not just functionality it's not just styling it's not just <clears throat> it's not just uh, any one particular thing mm. there are a lot of things that you need to take into account yeah and another thing that you really should take into account is that whatever you design needs to be part of a certain landscape mm. in the real world right or a sci-fi world if you're doing something for something you're doing it for a sci-fi world mm. so you need to sort of um really understand uh what kind of context you're designing for and what the culture of that particular context is right right yeah um for example like with with dispatch for that matter right like we are playing on the uh the the, the hopes and the dreams and the aspirations of people mm-hmm. uh in india right we see stories of uh and these are actual stories of um delivery guys right who mm-hmm. aspire to own a certain type of vehicle yeah. right and what they end up riding is not not that at all so mm-hmm. it's when we started understanding the the cultural aspirations of these guys that we were able to design something that would be perceived as cool this is exactly what i was saying right you need to put yourself in those shoes and then design for yourself right right so yeah. if you were in that position what would you design for yourself Mm. Mm. I think yeah so I think that's what I see with uh, Indian um, uh, a lot of uh, Indian students I'm not talking about professionals mm. um, we we do have some crazy good days yeah but with a lot of portfolios that sort of come across uh, to me mm. um the depth right that comes through exposure to culture mm. is missing mm. true Uh, th- that is something that a lot of people can work or work on yeah yeah that's a very insightful uh, point that you've mentioned and uh, it's very true uh, that uh, i have also come across a few uh, portfolios mm-hmm. uh students design students graduates who apply for uh, internships uh, yeah. whether it's a transportation designer who wants to switch to uh communication uh graphic or any other field uh or even illustrations for that matter so yeah. uh, i've come across portfolios uh, there is a disconnect yes yeah there is a disconnect like the first the the first page of the project mm-hmm. the brief the inspiration and then the rest of the project is different yeah exactly it's yeah. it's cookie cutter right yeah. like it's almost like you start with the sketch yeah yeah then you just do the 3d model because you know how to use alias 
Yeah. And uh, then you come up with something, and then they're like, "Okay, now how do I tell the story?" Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ab ab mood board kaise banayenge? Last minute, just like in like an hour before you have the final presentation, you put together a mood board. Right? Yeah. That's usually, usually yeah. how it works. And yeah. as as sad as it is, like even even like design sketches for that matter, right? Mm. Uh, a lot of it happens after the actual design. Yeah. 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 So uh, that that sort of lack of authenticity of process mm -hmm. right like it's almost immediately apparent mm. yeah yeah sure when you look at certain projects sure but th there are of course whenever there is like an authentic approach towards a certain topic mm. like you immediately see it yeah right yeah and and that's not something that you can ever achieve really yeah yeah that's true yeah yeah cool so uh and about the current situation that we're in mm -hmm. uh so evs were supposed to be flooding indian markets by yeah. now but didn't happen because of the situation and challenges yeah. surrounding so but we're still moving ahead with the two wheelers more of right rather than the four wheelers as of now. right so uh what do you think uh in the future uh let's say of course it's not we cannot predict what is going to happen uh as far as the situation this covid is concerned but uh well, in this time uh with there are students graduating right there are students who are looking for internships there are students who want to maybe switch uh companies right uh, or uh so what 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 do you think they should be focusing on right now right um i think um and not to you know like take a casual approach towards the situation mm. but i think these guys um and and it's sad because they won't see it until uh until they look back on it mm. but this in a way is sort of an opportunity mm. right quite similar to the opportunity that i sort of found myself in mm. right in 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 the sense that you're currently stuck here you can't really think about going abroad right now yeah right um so in essence like there are two things that you can do either you can choose to work on your portfolio on your own right or you can reach out to a lot of different people mm. in the industry you can shadow a lot of people in the industry you're staying at home you don't have any requirement for i mean to a certain degree of course everybody has requirement for money right yeah. but compared to a usual scenario yeah this particular scenario that you find yourself in where you are like sitting in pajamas all day mm. every single day yeah uh you can definitely afford to um in a way um take up projects mm. and sort of improve uh the value of a certain pro product through design for mm. somebody uh who's not from the design industry mm. right so this i think is an opportunity uh, that is unprecedented to learn mm. for a lot of different people obviously i mean we have to be sensitive towards the fact that not everybody has that privilege right a lot yeah. of people do definitely need uh, a certain uh, amount of money every month and all of this stuff yeah. And, yeah. and that that is for sure but even even in that particular scenario like you can actually start freelancing like you can afford to take the risk right now if you're not finding anything else to do right right 
I genuinely think that more than just sitting and working on your portfolio on your own, right? What is your portfolio? Your portfolio is a story of who you are, mm. right? Sitting and just uh, doing your portfolio on your own doesn't build your personality. Mm. That that will come through experience, right? Right. So the more projects that you do, the more you find yourself. Mm. So I think to all the uh, the young designers who are right now like sitting um, at home like without much to do mm-hmm. right i think they should reach out to uh, uh, a lot of different people who are building a lot of different things there mm-hmm. are crazy uh, amount of startups yeah out yeah there that are trying to build things and yeah. some of them more promising than the others and whatever you feel ki you have a connect to right i think you should you should reach out to them right cool and and also just to add um I, and i say this because um our first hire right at at our company and mm-hmm. this was when we started up i think it was some, somewhere in august i'm not sure okay um it was a guy who reached out to me through reddit wow <laughs> right it, okay an engineer but he reached out through reddit huh. when we were hiring mm-hmm. and that that sort of uh what do you call uh, resourcefulness in terms of using every single platform you have available to you mm-hmm. to sort of reach out and find an opportunity right mm-hmm. i think that was something that i i realized that i lacked at that particular point in time mm-hmm. yeah right for me it was just like going to the car manufacturers website going to the career page and you know finding mm-hmm. and then linkedin adding people asking them but yeah. there was never a hacky approach mm-hmm. right and i think that is what is sort of needed like you need to keep all your options open mm-hmm. and before we come uh, close this conversation i would want to ask you is there anything that you want to you know uh, mention it to the students uh, in right. particular right so i think um, i already uh, covered this uh, in the previous one but still worth worth reiterating Mm-hmm. um two things actually like now i'm realizing throughout this conversation i'm realizing myself okay. that um one is that money is not everything mm-hmm. right as as a designer mm-hmm. like you you need to um start doing things and proving your worth before like you can actually start um building something for yourself in terms of uh, your um how how much money you make and what not mm-hmm. like you can either choose to have the regular approach or if you're a freelancer this is how it goes right mm-hmm. and the other thing uh very very important um i've said it a million times i think during this conversation it's empathy yeah right you have to be empathetic to uh every uh, stakeholder in in the scenario and the moment you start understanding them they usually make an effort to understand you and mm-hmm. where you're coming from and you find a middle ground mm-hmm. right and this applies to anybody not in, not just engineers not just business people not just anything but you need to have that sort of approach in order to build conversation mm-hmm. right you cannot afford to sit there and think you know better yeah right you don't it's it's a, it's a fact right mm-hmm. like you know a certain process but in this particular scenario the person who is coming to you with the problem knows more about the problem than you do yeah yeah 
right so it's very important to stay humble mm. stay super empathetic mm. towards any any given design design challenge and sort of work along with people rather than against them mm. right yeah so i think that's that's one sort of message that i can leave that's very deep and uh, yeah yeah i mean um, my experience it, it it has it has taken me i think uh, years to learn that right uh, yeah it's uh, looking back uh, uh, somebody would you know when i started out even like making those illustrations in the first place yeah uh, back to 2014 to 2015 Uh, if somebody would come and tell me that okay this could be like this aise kyun bana hai aise ho sakta hai i would go crazy like yeah yeah baat kar raha hai yaar sahi to hai <laughs> so i would I take know. that approach for sure yeah uh, but yeah looking back uh, but i realized that uh, you know uh, taking feedback uh, is is something that uh, yaad also taught me uh, yeah uh, Yeah, I I cannot add to that more because you summed it up very nicely, and uh, thank you for doing that. And uh, such an interesting journey you've had, uh, like phases from uh, a kid who wants to be a transportation designer, then <laughs> go to Japan, go to Italy, <laughs> go to Japan. <laughs> right. Uh, like visited, like been in two different countries, cultures. uh environments realizations decisions evolution amazing amazing journey and uh, i'm sure uh, the listeners would definitely benefit a lot from this conversation because uh, these are the things that need to be told when it comes to transportation design right. uh, in particular because it looks very fancy mm-hmm. on the it outside looks, yeah on the outside it looks very fancy and it is on the inside as well but yeah, sure. not as much as you expect it to be you know the reality is a little different the kind of work that you get to do is a little different so yeah, uh, yeah so thank you for uh, joining and thank you for sharing your story with me it's my yeah. pleasure thank you for uh, giving me this opportunity to talk it's been a while coming i always <laughs> said karenge uh, karenge but glad to finally do it yeah super pleasure man thank you all right thank you very much bye bye bye